0: Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Hello Algebra Teachers Unfiltered. I am so excited. Well, first off, hi, I'm Lisa, and I'm the face of Hello Algebra, and I'm so excited because I have one of my really good, dear friends, Jillian, here with me today.
1: Hello, I'm Jillian.
0: And we're just kind of going to chat with you about teaching. I feel like we're in this weird time of year, especially over on the East Coast, particularly, like, New Jersey, New York, like, that tri-state area, and I'm in this weird, do I go back to bed or do I go back to school? Yeah. And it's only, be- and I don't want to say it's only because of, like, the teacher Instagram um, and, like, all of that, but there are so many people that I follow and I communicate with on a regular basis on Instagram that are back to school
1: and I know so many. It's co- it's so crazy how early some teachers go back.
0: I feel like some of them have been back for like a month now. And I'm like, yeah, easily, Wait. which is so wild because I know that we're like, all right, I'm just going to keep going back to bed. I am not <laughs> doing anything. Like, I don't even want to think, I mean, I am thinking about back to school and resources and all that stuff, because we're always thinking about that. But at the same time too, I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I feel
1: like I'm behind. Well, because you get intimidated, not intimidated, but you, you see all the different things the teachers are already doing mm-hmm. and actively participating in, in their classrooms and what they're doing to engage their students. And then, you know, school here, my district doesn't open until September 6th. So yeah, and I'm not back in the classroom, by the way. So wow. I don't have that, those same types of feelings, but it is very similar for me. Like if I were going back to the classroom this year, I'd feel like. I'm so super behind because there's so much going on in on the interwebs. I
0: think back to your first classroom.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Brain wrap, disaster. Was it COVID? Yeah. What was No,
1: there? it wasn't. Because well, when I first started teaching, I didn't have it, wasn't technically my my room.
0: Okay. So I was, was in a start.
1: computer lab room. So all around the border of my classroom were big, bulky computers. It wasn't laptops. They that wasn't a thing. <laughs> These these big monster sized computers. And all we really could do was put like bulletin boards on like the sides above the computers, but it wasn't, I couldn't really do a full on classroom theme, which was frustrating. obviously that's unique to me, but, and I really wanted to, because I was like one of those teachers that wanted everything to look a certain way and have all of my stuff super organized and super type A in the classroom, you know? And yeah, it was frustrating for me that I couldn't do what I wanted to do because it really wasn't my classroom. That was me. Yeah.
0: It was, I was sharing with, The bilingual um, math teacher, but it wasn't just like (laughs) algebra one. You know what I mean? Like it was algebra one, geometry, and algebra two. And my classroom is like that now. And I mean, you know, years later, I've figured out how to almost kind of keep things neutral. But it is kind of frustrating when you've got more than one topic or content area within a content area in a classroom or even just like two totally different i can't even imagine actually pause rewind i can (laughs) imagine having a classroom that's like a math classroom but then also it being like a computer classroom or you know what i mean like two i know that math and computers do kind of go hand in hand and there are like overlaps that you can, you know, draw connections with, but at the same time too, like they're both two very different things.
1: They are. I think about like other subject areas that have to share classrooms. Like I know my science teachers in one of my buildings, they traveled for their, all of their classes. The science teachers never had their own room. So they had to just pop into everybody else's classrooms. And can you imagine how frustrating that would be to like live off of a cart? It's and have to travel into classrooms, never have to de- decorate. I had anything. to do
0: that. I had to travel. Um, I wasn't yeah. traveling too, too far. Like I wasn't going from like one end of the building to the other end of the building. Um, But the first school that I worked in,
1: we had to travel. Um, You always shared a room. I, I don't know if it would be just something because I've never had the experience of having to travel like on a cart and all that. Would it be easier that you don't have the responsibility of decorating your own classroom because you're like, it's not my room. I can't decorate. I don't have that like to put in that time.
0: I hated or, it. Or
1: yeah, you I hated it. it. I figured I would too, but I just didn't know if it would be like kind of um, less stressful in a way because you don't have to worry about always changing up the decor or putting student work up. The
0: hardest part of sharing was well sharing, but <laughs> it was it was so hard because I had like one idea and I had one theme, and you know if there were and like the one room that I shared, it was like a revolving door classroom. I hated it. And I feel like I was a worse teacher in that classroom because I didn't have everything I needed. I always had to yeah. be like 28 steps ahead. And yeah, I'm glad those days are over. Yeah, definitely am. But when I thought it was so wild when they were like, you're gonna have to share room, you're gonna have to. Have- <laughs> My teachers did. Then I really- like,
1: think about doing that your first year, right? Because your first year is overwhelming and stressful as it is. I don't think I left work prior to 6 PM at, on any given day, my first year of teaching, um, which I know is like super duper frowned upon now, especially like with all the information on burnout and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I was the late teacher. I wanted to stay there. I wanted to get all of my lessons done and make sure that everything was completely prepared. And and you're starting from scratch from every little bit. Right. So, and there wasn't TPT at that time when I first started, that's for sure. (laughs) I would be so grateful if I was able to just purchase a lesson for $2 or have a template available to me. Like when I first started, then that was not a thing at all, but I'm a, I'm a lot older than Lisa. So (laughs) (laughs) you're not that much older, but no,
0: I definitely, um, it's funny because I know my first year of teaching, like I used TPT and I would grab things here and there, um, kind of like as a last minute thing, or, you know, if things were just like going downhill, I would just kind of use it as a crutch. And it was like your backup emergency plan. Um, yeah. and it worked great, but I feel like.
1: When was your first year that you started teaching?
0: 2014.
1: 2014. See, my first year was 2007. God, you're so old. I know. It's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ancient, and I, like when I stopped teaching, I had already been teaching for 12 years, and that was four years ago.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean,
0: I feel like you guys like, already. A good a time, time. <laughs> you like you snuck out right before the whole world just kind of.
1: I know. I seriously did crumbling down and started. Mm-hmm, yeah, falling apart at yeah. the seams.
0: And you know, like speaking of falling apart at the seams, um, <laughs> my first year of teaching felt like falling apart at the seams twenty four seven. And yeah. there are things that, like looking back, I like I wouldn't trade any of my experiences or falling apart at the seams for anything. But there mm-hmm. are things that I wish I could like go back and tell my first year self. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really okay if blank
1: and. I mean, if you really could go back and give yourself one main piece of advice, what would that advice be? It's like, I I need to think about it for a minute.
0: (laughs) I I I was like, shoot, what am I going to say? That was, I was interviewing you for the podcast, not you interviewing me. (laughs) This is not like a role reversal.
1: (laughs) No, but I'm curious.
0: Um, um, No, I know that like my first year, I spent a lot of time trying to make sure that everything was perfect. Yes. Um, Yes. And it's so overrated.
1: And yeah, it's not, it's so not necessary. <laughs> it's
0: so not necessary. I feel like I have more fun in my classroom now. Obviously I've got, you know, eight years under my belt and I've learned a few things here and there, things that you only learn with experience, but I tried so hard to make everything so perfect. My first year, mm-hmm. I lost crazy amounts of sleep. Yeah, I would... I don't want to say like spiral just trying to make sure that like everything was in order and everything was in line um you just wanted it to be perfect like you wanted to be a good teacher you wanted Mm -hmm. your kids to have a good experience um and I took a lot of things personally
1: oh yeah I I was just thinking about that. that like I feel like kids frustrations and their attitudes when they came in the classroom it really affected me personally. And you would carry that with you all the time. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: and for me personally, I had, I was in a very low income school with very, 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 very little parent support. So knowing that like kids didn't have food at home or parent support at home or someone that I could call and be like, hey, you know, so-and-so wasn't feeling good today or whatever it was, there was nobody for me to contact. Yeah. And that all like, was very, very emotionally draining. So aside from all of the teaching stuff your first year, having to deal with all of the emotional stuff that you don't ever think about prior to teaching because they don't tell you about all of these things that could potentially happen when you're a teacher. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have to worry about whether your student comes to school and didn't have food last night or what if they're in a gang or if they're influenced to be in a gang. Like all of that stuff is so insane, insane to think uh, about.
0: I wasn't prepared. No. I don't want to be like eight years in. I don't think I still am prepared, (laughs) but no, every day is a learning experience, um, which is probably why we have so many headaches all the time, right? It's definitely so
1: much stress, but teaching is not like anything, other career, any other job, because when most people come home from work, most people, not all people, but when most people come home from work, they leave it at the door. It's. You know, five o'clock, whatever it is, whatever time they end their job, Mm
0: -hmm. they
1: come home, they don't have to worry about anything else. Like, it's done. Your day's over. But for teachers, you have to carry with you if your lesson is ready for tomorrow, if you need to tweak your lesson for tomorrow, because period one didn't get through the entire lesson, but period four were rock stars and they got through everything. So now you have to tweak something for period one, but change the lesson for period four. Like, it's, there's so much that goes into it and it's not just something that you can leave at the door. There's there's like beyond any other realm of coherency, I feel like, because how do you explain that to a teacher when they're first starting? You don't, you can't. I tell a teacher going into their job, you have this job, but then every single day you're going to have to make like complete changes, complete updates and carry with you all of the emotional burden of not just yourself and what you're going through in your personal life, but all of your students every single day. You nailed it. You know what's the most the thing I miss most is that like kids' energy that you feel when you walk into a classroom is like nothing else. You know, I teach obviously teachers now, which is very different. Um sometimes it's great, but a lot of times it's not. And with students, like you can kind of expect kids to you know not know certain things or not follow specific directions and it's okay because they're still learning and when you teach adults it is a totally different experience and a lot of times so much more frustrating because you are expecting adults to i guess in a way behave a certain way or respond a certain way but like when i went into my classroom And I knew that these specific students were there and they loved coming to math class. Like who loves coming to math class? They like being math, being a favorite subject, you know? And I know you have that too, obviously, but that's something that filled up my whole world. And I miss it a lot.
0: (laughs) So your first year of teaching, did you use templates? Because I know that you and I like now are very big on templates. It's something Mm -hmm. that we both, Preach on a regular basis between templates for Google Sheets, templates for PowerPoints, templates mm-hmm. for Canva. I mean, we talk about it regularly. Is it something that you used your first year?
1: No, because it. What like I said, first of all, TPT didn't exist when I first started, so templates weren't a thing. It wasn't something that you thought of. I mean, I, I guess without even realizing I created my own templates okay. and then used them. Like if I had like a lesson plan, I had a lesson plan template that I used that I created and continue to use over and over and over again. But the, uh, the fact that like you could go in now and get a template for pretty much anything you ever wanted to create is insane to me, but what about you? Did you?
0: Absolutely not. And so the first time, like legitimately, that I used a template was because of your workshop. Um, wow, I know. I so
1: honored.
0: You should. <laughs> no, it was, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" Like creating things could be so much easier.
1: I. That's what I keep thinking. Like, can I? Could you imagine being a first year teacher? And being able to have templates for literally anything you wanted to create. Listen, I, I, would, I would not have had to spend my nights till six, eight o'clock at night just creating things from scratch every day. That was, I wish wanted, that it was.
0: Listen, I like don't want to be a first year teacher all over again. I don't want to like, you know, <laughs> rewind time or whatever, but first year teachers, if you're listening- Find templates. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> because they save so much time when it comes to creating um, resources that your students are going to love and thrive on. And obviously, education And is it's changing.
1: effortless to create your resources based on your own content, but that looks beautiful that works properly, that functions a lot of times as like a game that students don't even realize they're learning from. Mm -hmm. And that makes things a hundred times better.
0: Like we all could use the same template and make so many resources from that one template that all looks so different because You know, we match our brand colors, we change the themes around, we make them our own.
1: Yeah. And all the content is very different. You could use the same template for ELA or for math or for science or for social studies. They can be very different, but still have the same basic format. That's going to help you just pop in your content and go, which makes things so super simple. And the amount of hours you save, once you have a template, the amount of hours you save creating content is in. I
0: didn't realize how much faster I could be if I just made a template real fast.
1: Yeah. Well, the template takes a long time to make, depending on what the template is. Well, once you have it done, that's when it becomes easy.
0: So much time.
1: Yeah. And if you don't have to create that template from scratch to begin with, and you have it available to you, that makes it even obviously even better. It's like the icing on the cake.
0: This summer we ran a workshop, Hot Teacher Summer
1: it was so fun.
0: No, it <laughs> <laughs> no, it really was. Um, And, but it was filled with templates. We had a bunch of templates for Google sheets and then we had a bunch of templates for PowerPoint. It was so fun because we mm-hmm. obviously got to like work with tons, literally <laughs> tons of teachers. And it was even cooler because we had so many teachers that were veteran teachers who had never created resources in their entire life, or they were veteran Mm -hmm. teachers and they've been creating resources forever. And then we also had, you know, first year teachers or fresh out of college, um, soon to be teachers, you know, mm-hmm. September, or maybe they're starting back now and we're going back to bed, um, and, you know, creating <laughs> resources for the very first time. And so it was so cool because we had so many different kinds of like experiences on our plate with us learning, yes. how to create resources with templates and really see how cool templates can be.
1: I know. And it's so funny because a lot of teachers had come in and like said, I had no idea what it would be like to create using a template and that like the workshop was super eye-opening helped them get out of a slump with teaching helped reinvigorate them reignite that fire for teaching and like that was incredible <laughs> that teachers felt like they had saved so much time and sanity creating using the templates that were in the workshop to create things for their school year that they could do use over and over and over again and the resources that they created were so amazing and so different and so unique. There were some of them um, the template. <laughs> I was
0: like having FOMO when I was watching like some of the resources that were being created. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, like I've never a day in my life ever thought I should be an elementary school teacher like absolutely not like I have known you know from the day that I knew that I wanted to be a teacher that I was meant for high school and listen are my high schoolers about to get like monster themed activities yeah they are absolutely they're probably gonna tell me this is so lame and I'm just or they'll
1: be really excited but they'll tell you it's lame but they'll secretly deep down be excited about it
0: you know you're right (laughs) they'll uh I feel like the number of times we've been
1: like, this was so stupid, <laughs> <laughs> but they learned something. So that's all that yeah.
0: matters. I think deep down they
1: like. I think they end. liked it. Like yeah. my middle schoolers, seventh and eighth graders, love getting stickers. I'm like, you really want a sticker? You yeah, like. Were they what? to scratch like the sniffins? No, I used to have like, these some of them. Some of them were like sparkly. I still have a bunch of them. Ariana plays with them now. My daughter plays with them now. But <laughs> I had like a little sparkly happy faces, or like sometimes I would go crazy and get the like jelly ones. You ever uh-huh. seen the jelly yeah. stickers? They went cuckoo bananas for these stickers. And I'm like, it's just a sticker. <laughs> And now they have like, you know, what I think is cool is that like a lot of your resources that you've created, the templates where the stickers can pop up into the Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. and they get a sticker and they're just so excited because they got the questionnaire and they got a sticker, a virtual sticker. And a lot of your templates have the ones that like score for you. So not only are they self-check- self-checking that students can see whether they're right or wrong, but the scores automatically populate based on what they get right and wrong. The
0: progress bar that, you yeah know- the
1: progress bar with the grade on top, like, mm-hmm. Come on.
0: Genius. I'm just, a genius. you are a
1: genius. You have a genius brain. And
0: I say, <laughs> I was born with it. <laughs> Thanks mom and dad.
1: Yeah. So are we going to talk about how hot teacher summer might flash open?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we might as well, <laughs> we might as well, since we've been talking about templates. I know we've talked about a couple of things in there in between, um, but yeah, so hot teacher summer ran from July 5th through August 5th. um, And then we shut the doors and we said, thanks for coming. Have a nice day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something like that.
0: (laughs) No, so we had it open from um, July 5th through August 5th.
1: And it's like the people that joined could get the access for the four weeks or if they wanted to, they could purchase lifetime access, um, which was really nice because there's a lot of people that are still in Hot Teacher Summer. Most of the teachers got lifetime access. So, they could go back and refer to all of the content, the tutorials, the trainings, all of the templates were there for them for the lifetime of the course, which is really nice. So, lifetime meaning like
0: forever and ever, forever and ever
1: until some, unless something happens to either one of us. But we wanted to make sure that because Lisa is launching this amazing podcast and we've been talking so much about templates and how they've changed our lives. We would love to give you the opportunity to hop on over into hot teacher summer for the last time for the final time. So we're going to flash open this for you where you'll get lifetime access automatically. You don't have to worry about not having it forever. Um, and yeah, get access to all of the different templates we created, all of the tutorials and yeah, start making things for your own classroom. So if you join now, you'll have time if you're in the tri-state area, and even if you're in school right now, you can start creating some really amazing things for your kids that they're going to love over and over and over again. Fact. preach it hashtag facts no
0: hashtag hot teacher summer tons of people have asked you know are we going to do this again yeah Yeah, and I. (laughs) of course we're going to do some kind of a (laughs) workshop again for you with you know brand new everything um but this will be your last opportunity to hop into hot teacher summer we're open you know today tuesday the 16th and wednesday the 17th of august but then that's
1: it. And you won't have access to these templates anywhere else. Like the uh, templates that are in Hot Teacher Summer are exclusive to Hot Teacher Summer. You can't get them if you join any one of our courses. So they're not in Thriving Teacher Academy. They are not in Sheets Like the Boss or any of Lisa's workshops. They're exclusive to the, the workshop that we did for Hot Teacher Summer. So if you want access to these amazing templates, and if you're not sure which templates we're, we're talking about, you can hop on over to the sales page. There is some information there that you can see some of the templates that are included so you know all of the great value you're getting and that'll be linked in the show notes yeah what she said <laughs> <laughs> or you could just go to e-i-t dot slash or
0: you could hop over to instagram and you could check the links in our bios or mm-hmm.
1: or tiktok like
0: or tiktok yes mm-hmm. lots of places um but if you have questions you could send us dms or on instagram mine's hello algebra and jillian is the jillian fernandez and come say hello yep
1: we can't wait to see you
0: then yeah we'll see you in the next one
1: if you loved this episode don't forget to leave a review for lisa on her very first episode